When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Made in New Zealand, the Balanced Pure Performance Range is available at Chemist Warehouse, starting from just $62.99. Save 10%. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's Wednesday, 20th of April. Well, she's nearly 10 past six. We're here. We're on the show and we're out to rip into our day. Wherever you are, I hope you're having a cracker morning. Cracker morning. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to talk uh, a bit of rugby league. We're going to talk a bit of rugby and we're going to talk a bit of boxing. So a bit of everything and might add in a bit of racing because without... Racing, well, there'd be no Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Let's be honest, that's a big part of our show. And Louis Rickers has got a bit of gravy today, which I'm quite stoked about because it's Wednesday, halfway through the week, and we're getting close to the weekend. That is when you should punt, but no, we punt every day. How good. Anyway, our show, just after seven, we will catch up with former politician and, p- politician and passionate community man from the far north, Hune Harawera. He is from the Taitukuro Rugby League Club. And uh, he's doing some fantastic things in the community at the moment. Uh, he's not getting any leeway, so we're going to help him with uh, with his community rugby league competition that starts this Friday, I believe. And uh, we spoke about rugby league at the start of the week and how there is no genuine pathways for these younger kids to be able to forge a career in rugby league. And I think that it starts at the community. Well, no, I don't think it definitely starts here. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a chat to Hunit Harawera. Looking forward to that one. And then following that, we'll chat to former Warriors hard man, now turned boxing promoter. COVID has hampered the event, but it's finally here. 13th of May at TSB Stadium. We're going to chat to Sam Rapira 
Uh, he is uh, a former leaguey hard man, big part of the Ford pack. Now he's promoting boxing, and he's got fighters in that event. Liam Messam, a couple of um, Taranaki uh, fighters as well that that uncle will probably know about. So um, yeah, looking forward to having the chat to Sam Rapira, um about that fight and his boxing promotion. And after eight, we're going to chat to Corey Jane. Corey Jane is the defensive coach. For the Hurricanes, and there's obviously been a lot of chat about the red cards that are being given out and that double man tackle on that single ball carrier, uh, one low, one high, and const- and the guy on the outside hitting the heads constantly. So we're going to chat to him about the te- tackle technique. Is it a coached thing? Is it being coached in teams, or can that? Is it all come down to accountability with the players and that the way that they are tackling? So we're going to have a chat to Corey Jane about their and we'll chat to them before they head off to Australia. I think they're taking on the Reds over there, so it's going to be a cracker game up against the top side there. Um, so we'll have chat to them about that. And then at the end of the show, I've been f- up, I've been flat out, Louis. Louis, I've been flat out, mate, at home, just ripping into, I don't know, like, handy? I don't know whatever you want to call me, hand. Look, give me a nickname, someone out there. Text me, double eight, double three. What do you think I am, handy, daggy, or? I've been building stuff, Louie. I've been building it good. Dag the Builder? Dag the Builder. (laughs) What do you reckon? Like Bob the Builder, but Dag the Builder? What's your mic off? Yeah. Um... Uncle, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just. I'm just wondering if the boys in the kitchen are awake yet. It's trying times this morning, is he? It's been <laughs> just. Just when you think you've had, you think you've had to put the last one to bed. There seems to be one more. It's like maybe April Fools or something, and I haven't quite cottoned on yet. But I tell you what, I'm not laughing at this point. Um, yeah, big show this morning. Big show this morning. Big show. Hone uh, Harawera. Very, very excited for this. Kempi, because Hone, lots of us will be aware of Hone as the politician, but he is also, and probably more importantly, a community uh, mastermind and really cares about his people, his whakapapa, and, and he is 100% involved and about supporting them, whatever they want to do, and rugby league's no different. And I never knew this about Hone until you told me earlier this year, and I think it's fascinating. Yeah, in the Tai Tokoro, uh, Hone is up there doing wonderful stuff for rugby league in the far north. They don't have a competition, or they haven't had a competition up there. We'll ask him the question in so long, and he's um, he, he's just grabbed it by the the bull by the horns, and he's created what I, what I regard as one of the best senior competitions in the country, um, just based on getting out back into the community, working with his marae and his people, the Māori, um, especially up in the Taitukuro, and giving them an opportunity to play the sport. So uh, looking forward, yeah, people talk talk about Hone. They're always thinking about, you know, his his political career. But, no, nah, man, he's a great community man. I'm pretty sure he'll have a couple of stories for us in and around the sport. Very exciting, and uh, looking forward to looking forward to catching up with him and, and hearing about how he's going. Because it's, so the competition actually kicks off this weekend, um, Kempi, which is obviously a, a good timing for us as well. And uh, well, so we're doing that. That's community. Then we're going down. It's it, I hadn't thought about this. This is kind of like your hometown show because we're doing Northland, and then we're doing Taranaki, 
Sam Rapira, who's a boxing promoter down there. He's got this fight fight night on, and after COVID has disrupted all of it. So we're going to talk about that. And he's got a story about you playing badminton. <laughs> For the life of me, I can't work. Now, that's serious concussion. I can't remember playing badminton. But mind you, I thought badminton was squash. I thought this was both the same game. So, um, yes, yeah, Sammy's doing some wonderful stuff down there. Always has. He's put on a fight before. He's had one... One stopped. He's actually phoned me to see the. I don't know if um, we'll talk about that too because I don't know if he remembers. They tried to get me in a in the ring down there um, <laughs> with one of the local Taranaki ex uh, Taranaki rugby union players and uh, or just ah, battle of the codes. Uh, yeah, no, it was sort of. I could see what he was trying to do, but um, you know, he's it's good. He's you know, do he does a lot for the community too, Sammy. Um, finally got this off. He's got some good boxes coming down. You know, and uh, he's he's probably going to try and put it on in my hometown. So right next to our league club, we've got this big netball court um, that they've roofed. Um, you don't reckon it'll be at TSB? No, nah, I mean, I reckon... I re- see, he wants to have it outside. I will ask him, because they haven't had any events in Taranaki for a long time, and I think that people will be thirsty for this. And it's... You're right, like, COVID has completely knocked people down. Um it knocked events down one after another, and and so when you're on this scan, you don't have big budget funding. So he Sam actually said he's oh, I'll take the call if I'm not training someone, and he's got a little window at seven forty, so perfect. So he's on the tools, he is right into it, um, and I can't wait to hear this badminton story. And then Izzy, it's CJ from the Hurricanes, your mate. And do you know what I've done here? We've gone through the media manager to get CJ, so it's all very proper. It's CJ, the assistant coach. It's all very proper. And then you'll come swinging off the top rope and he'll be like, oh, I don't know how to take this. He'll be be ready for that. He'll be ready for that. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to having a chat to Siege. Actually, it's been a while and uh, he's been right into his coaching with the Hurricanes defensively. I think that's, yeah, that's the main reason why I'll chat to him about the tech tackle technique and what's unfolding with rugby, red card situation and um, just just chat about the coaching scenarios that they are creating in training. Is that part of it? Are they getting one player low, one player high? Can they change what they're trying to do? And, and um, yeah, it's a pretty hot topic. So looking forward to that, mates. And, um, no, good show. Looking forward to digging into a bit of the community stuff as well. I think that's hugely important now that the – COVID situation is start, starting to quieten down and we can start getting some freedom back. I think um, a lot of the community events that have been hampered and postponed are now going to come to fruition. So it's pretty awesome to be able to see and, and open some pathways for those guys. So, no, nah, big show, lads. Looking forward to it. And and the other thing with uh, CJ is they're actually heading off across the ditch for uh, Super Rugby Pacific. So they've got the Reds this weekend. And yet, I don't know if you boys have noticed, but there's been a little bit of... There's been a little murmuring that maybe the Australian teams have turned a corner. But I feel like we get this every once in a while and then the smackdown gets laid and the air comes out of the room. So from a team's perspective, I'll be so curious to know, Kempi, what Corey reckons. Like, how are they stacking the form up? Because, you know, when you do form for a race or when you're a race horse trainer, you try to find the easiest race and you so you know exactly what the opposition are doing and how the other horses are going. I wonder if that's the same and they can get a line on how the Australian teams are going because it is actually a different style of rugby as well. It's um, It doesn't look exactly the same as the New Zealand derbies we've been seeing. So it's going to be really curious this weekend when we when we line it all up and the Kiwi teams play the Aussie teams. I, I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, I just assume we'll kick the heads in, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, look, I think when you're looking at um, the, the Australians especially, there's a lot that they 
you know the Australians bring to bring to the game of rugby. And I, you know, there's, I was listening to that story last week about Brad Thorne. You know that one where they've they've basically said to him, like, you, you just we don't want you as the Australian coach. Mm. Um, and I. When you look at sort of the politics in the Australian rugby union that are still going on, and the and the and the personalities that are there, I still I, I what what that says to me is I still think that Trans Tasman rivalry is massive. You know, you've got what well, there was a guy who made the comment. He said, "Oh, you know, he's the guy that's made it at the top of his league game uh, and his rugby game in both countries, and he's offered up this um, opportunity to coach the Australians, and they've turned him down." Some some whistleblower said, "No way in the world will have him as our coach." I wonder if that's because he played rugby league, but um, I just think that just says a lot about that Trans Tasman stuff. And it, mate, I love it when the Ki- Kiwis go to play the Aussies, whether it's in any sport. Um, it tends to bring the best out of all of them. What you're talking about is whether or not we're still a jump ahead of them. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, and I know what you mean. Like, there's there's nothing quite like that Anzac um, intensity. Um, Izzy, we can talk about this all the way to Friday, really, because Australian rugby is something we haven't spent a lot of time talking about since we've been on air at all, because it hasn't really been a something to worry about. But you, when you were towards the end of your career, it was just when Aussie was getting you guys pretty much put Australia on life support. Like it was the hidings you gave them. Um, and I, I don't know, and then the Raylene Castle-Israel Falau situation was a real dent in their credibility, and they've gone through a lot. So I'd be curious, it'd be so interesting to see if they've on the field turned a corner in their domestic comp, and Super Rugby Pacific needs it. I don't know how you know if it's going to happen or not. Uh, definitely needs it, for sure, but no, nah, it ain't going to happen, mate. <laughs> it's going to be... Um, yeah, look, only a team that will. Like, I thought that last year, last time that the competition was alive with the Trans Tasman, you know, I thought the Reds and would push a few teams, and they beat the Chiefs, but they got hiding every single week. Now they're their strongest side, you know, <laughs> they lost the final. And look, I, I don't see them turning the corner in these in this next competition. I think it's going to be pretty difficult. It just comes back to their old. Their, the thing that's affected them is the same problem with rugby league in New Zealand. Mm. They just didn't have any genuine pathways at school at, at the school mm. level going into the the upper level. Like you look, they're trying to create that provincial competition over there, and that was just diabolical. It just was a shambles. Nothing ever eventuated from it. So the genuine pathway for the Australian rugby kids is is uh, is not genuine. It's not there. So I think league have got it really. Well, they've done it really well over there. I think league tap into all schools, all schools, whereas rugby over in Australia is um, mainly at the private schools. So it's only played in the private schools, whereas rugby league is played everywhere. So that's where they've got it wrong. They need to make rugby uh, a national game and to be accessible from everyone. And that's where where a great start for Australian rugby would be. But nah, Louis, I I don't, honestly, in all honesty, I don't see them um, turning the corner in this next competition. I think it's going to be pretty difficult, particularly this week. Um, I I'd love to see how Fiji and Tarua play. Uh, I know they they play they play some nice rugby and they've got some quality players out there. Um, but everyone else, yeah, it's going to be a difficult situation for them. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and and rugby, yeah, look, that's interesting. Is Ian rugby union has slid slid all the way down in the participation stakes in Australia's most popular sports. It really is. As um their diversity the diversity of Australia grows and their demographic significantly changes a lot like New Zealand's but sports like football um they are really kind of starting to grow the more global games tennis uh, is going huge golf 
and rugby union is kind of for the reasons you point out it is kind of into a being backed into a bit of a corner but I think we're going to have to find someone to challenge you, is he? Because I don't think we can just say that. We can't, we can't, I, I just I, the hate. I hate that. It gives me the the because I want it to be I good hate it so too, bad. Yeah, I I hate it too. But I just like they just don't have the depth like mm. that, that Kiwi teams have, and they they just don't have um, quality. Not being biased here, just come from New Zealand, but I just don't. Yeah, like man. Man to man, some of the players over there are outstanding and the best. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be pushing to be the best in their positions. I love to take McDermott from from Reds. Oh, I think yeah. he is an outstanding halfback, tough, yeah. works extremely hard. And then you got um, uh, the the twelve from uh, the Waratahs, Paranisi. Ah, I can't remember his last name. I can, I'll get off the top of my head, but he is an outstanding player. Then you got the centre um, from the uh, per, per, Parise. From, no, Parise, he's the centre, second five from um, from the Waratahs. He's good. Uh, Jordan Pattaya from the Reds on the outside, tough as they come. So like, they got quality players, but they need the best players in the every position, and some of them are just lacking, and that's where they, that lets them down, particularly in the forwards. You know, set piece is the Kiwis team. That's where they thrive, and that's where they get a lot of gains and success from. Over there, I think the set piece line, unless you're the Brumbies, and that is their go-to weapon, um, they just start, they just can't match it. So, oh, I love it, love yeah. it. It's good. It's I hope good. I'm wrong, Louis. I hope I'm wrong. Well, we look. We've got which three, I probably will be. We've got, we can't pick a horse. We've got three time. holder. Hey, that's all right. There's a couple <laughs> going around at Meadow. There's a there's a we got two and a half whole days to talk about this, and I think we really should hone in on it. Kimpy, while we've um, got a little bit of time here, I want to play you something, mate, because I thought about you a lot yesterday, and not like Joe thinks about you, not like watching the front door in case you're going to knock it down and come see him. I was thinking about you and the things you said about refereeing biases. And it's less about the Warriors and it's more about that kind of innate, this has happened so many times and it is just, it's so subconscious and it's so entrenched in the competition. And then I heard Graham Annesley, the uh, boss of the rugby, like the rugby league, sorry, the boss of the actual game, um, not the CEO, but the actual on-field product. And he fronts a press conference after each round and he does a really good job being pretty transparent. I thought it was interesting he only spoke about the Fenua Blake strip in one other instance, the Crichton one. He didn't look at the Reese Walsh try or the try to, uh, um, name escapes me, over on the right side where it was stripped out. And he didn't talk about the James Tedesco, uh, well, cynical foul where he probably should have had 10 in the bin. So he kind of skimmed over it, which tells me that the Warriors didn't push very hard at all, which is fine. They didn't. They said that they, weren't, they were going to look at it and they've obviously chosen to not and move on. But this was Graham Annesley talking about all teams and the murmurings, including us, about biases for less high-profile or less glamour clubs. And Graham Annesley, well, he has absolutely drawn his line in the sand and said that it doesn't exist. This is what he had to say, which I found fascinating. There's been a number of comments made publicly, uh, in some cases after games uh, by coaches, in some cases in the media, uh, about teams at the bottom end of the ladder not getting the so-called 50-50 decisions. And, you know, I guess we see decisions like that, which, you know, in my view, falls into that category of uh, a very close decision. And when people say 50-50 decisions, um, 
when they complain about it, they generally mean that they don't think it was a 50-50 decision at all. They think it was more like 51-49 in their favour and they should have got the call. But I, I just wanted to be very clear here that the process that the match officials go through, whether it be the bunker or the referees on the field, in making any decision is based entirely on what they see, not on going through a thought process of where does this, comp where does this team sit on the ladder? Um, are they one of the high profile teams or, or one of the so-called teams that are, you know, don't have the same profile? Um, how many times have I given a close call to one team as opposed to the other in this game? There's no such thought process that, I mean, these guys are making decisions, even in the bunker when they're watching replays, their total concentration is on what's actually happening on the video that they're looking at at that time. And the referees, when they're making calls, they're just seeing something and they're reacting instantly. And in there was Graham Annesley putting cold water on the fact that any team Kempe could be getting refed that is. Uh, unfairly by the state or the profile of their club, which I found very interesting and maybe completely missed the point, missing the point. Uh, that last bit, <coughs> excuse me, that last bit, um, he sounded a lot like Jeff Toovey, you know, saying that, you know, they just don't do that. They don't look at the... Well, my, my point is, if they're going through it so many times and they continue to get it wrong, then, then sack them. Like, I, I, I too was thinking about this yesterday because, you know, the phone call that we got in saying, you know, you just got to get on with it. Yeah, you do have to get on with it. Let's have a look at statistically getting on with it. They've had 13 coaches of the Warriors in the last 27 years. That's an average of 2.076 years as a coach. So you're basically saying every two years we're changing the coach. What does that mean? Well, we're changing the players. So you look at your recruitment. So we've been going on about that. What happens to your, to your CEO? Well, he gets punted every three or four years as well because he's going through two coaches every four years. You know what I mean? The What I'm saying is that it has such a, a massive effect on the Warriors that you're making all these um, – let's, let's not call them decisions. Let's call them appointments that make these decisions. Well, guess what happens to the Warriors? Because they continually get beaten by a small margin and sometimes they're basing it on decisions by referees, you keep sacking your coach. What does that mean? Well, you get a new coach comes in and he has to change the roster because he's got a new culture. And I think people are missing the point. You know, the, the point is, the pressure goes on the Warriors if they aren't um, performing week in, week out and getting those close games. I can understand. I can understand a ref getting it wrong out on the field. It's, you know, things happen at a rate of knots. Things happen really quick. But when you've got a camera, when you've got a camera that you can slow down, you can get your different angles. You can you can you know ask for different point of views. You can ha you know everything's happening very slow in front of you, and you're still making the wrong call. That's what I can't understand. You've got slow footage. You can slow everything down. You can get replays. You can't replay a game out there in the ref when you're refereeing and trying to make a call. So I understand mistakes there, but other than that, there is no excuse. And there what, is And what no I'm excuse. saying with that too is like, if you're, if you're getting those decisions and, and not getting them um, in the right way, Izzy, and you've got so many eyes on them, then you've got the wrong people. You know what I mean? When you've got a majority, you shouldn't be saying, oh, it's a 51-49% call. 
It's more around your people are making the wrong decisions, so you've got the wrong people. Yeah, love it, Kimpy. Yeah. And, and the other point... It's it, gutless from Graham Ensley. Well, the other point was I so. thought that the whole point is it's subconscious, so it's not actually in the decision-making, it's innate, and they don't know they're doing it, and they think that's what the fans are saying. It's happened so many times that this has just become what happens, and it's not actually even about the decision-making. And I think he didn't touch on that, and he kind of dismissed it, which I found really interesting. We've got a fire alarm going off in the building this morning, which is um, just symptomatic of the morning we're having so far. (laughs) Hopefully it's just a false alarm, and uh, something's a cat has jumped on the um, fire switch, and we can get back on here very shortly. We're going to head off to the news with Araha for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Couldn't find a stranger morning around here this morning. Up bar six, back in a minute. SENZ, we're 27 minutes away from 7am this morning. We're going to shoot off and come back with loveracing.nz, an update from Marama today, and also Quizzy Dag. Stay with us here this morning. Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Back in a minute. New Zealand, the Balanced Pure Performance Range is available at Chemist Warehouse, starting from just $62.99. Save 10%. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we're 22 minutes away from 7 this morning. Gee, Izzy, you're not the only one who's very unimpressed by Graham Annesley, you and Kempe. What about this text from Jordan? What a load of BS from Graham. What do you expect when you have criminal DNA running through your veins? Wow, passionate. If I was the Warriors captain on Sunday, I would have taken off the field Taking the team off the field for five minutes to highlight the point. That's from Jordan. He is passionate, mate. And that's that's. I think that's the point Graham's missing. This isn't just a skim over and just address it and try front foot it type of thing. This is real. People are seriously pissed off. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I couldn't listen to that, Kempe. Just hearing his voice, it had a little bit of a snarky tone to it and, and just like he didn't have a care factor. And Yeah, it was it wasn't great listening to be honest and look i spoke about it before i can understand a ref getting it wrong but the the bunker no nah, there's no excuses for that mate you got all the time in the world to make a decision that is right and and yet they get it constantly wrong and then he says it's wrong but hey, it was a 50 50 call because i can understand the the tmo's judgment <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. hey, i guess he, i guess he's got to look at i gotta look at them in the eye every day so i can understand why he said that. they don't want to rip them out Wow, yeah, but he has offered apologies before, and he's they they have he actually has thrown his officials under the bus before. But this week it was different, and it you know the thing that struck me, Kempe, wasn't actually just this isn't just about the Warriors. This is about North Queensland. Todd Payton's been saying the same thing. Um, uh, the Titans, other teams have been saying we don't have the profile, we don't have the money, we don't have the players, we don't have the, the stature on the ladder, but that doesn't mean we deserve any any biases in the refereeing subconscious or conscious, and he said, well, no, there's nothing that goes into the decision-making, but that's not what they're saying. That's not what people are saying. It's subconscious. It's bias beyond the decision, beyond the whistle, and it needs to change. But he's just pretty much not even addressed that. And isn't it interesting? It's it's an interesting point you make, and 
when you think about it, why the Warriors have been so quiet is because of this comment he made here. The bottom of the ladder are coming to us and saying that we're missing out on all the 50-50 decisions. Now, if you're if you're a Warriors um, owner or CEO, you'll be you'll be saying, "Well, we've been saying that for years." Mm. Can you can you get my point? Yes. And what what it's a, quite a smart move from Cameron George, I think, to sit back and say, "Let the other team do the." Now, now, Graham, front up. What you've been, what we've been trying to get you to say. Now you are sounding like you're panicking. You know, when he makes the when he makes the um, the comment, it's ba- based. Um, on just making those decisions and not about where you sit on the table. Well, you're not actually talking to the Warriors. You're talking to the bottom half of the table now. you basically got eight teams talking that, that are saying, you're not giving us the rub of the green. We're not getting it week in, week out. It seems to go to the Melbournes who hired a, a referee. You know what I mean? So really interesting take from Graham Annesley this morning. And Izzy, I think... You know, it's a it's sort of panic stations from him because now he's got more than one team, which is the Warriors, moaning about the way they've been refereed. Yeah, look, it's made me think about uh, past and and in, in the past, what's you know current situation. I know you're talking about maybe the lesser teams if they're involved in the finals, it wouldn't be uh, enticing for sponsorship and things like that. And I'm trying to think of current situation, not only in just in league. But in rugby, in NBA, or in any types of sport where you feel a controversial moment has happened to a team, because with them being in the finals and 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 end of the running at the end of the season, it's not a good look for the competition. I can't think of any on top of my head, but if you have any, double eight, double three on the text machine, nice. would love to hear from you. Any controversial teams or moments in a, a league or a tournament where you feel the team has been unjustified because of who they are, love to hear from you. Yeah, and I guarantee you. Will get every competition known to human existence a team brought up because they're everywhere. Biases like this are everywhere, and they do exist. I'm certain of it, even if it's not that clear cut to find. All right, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, men. And uh, today, oh, we've got to meet at Matter Matter, and I actually don't mind it. I think the racing is going to be really good. We'll start in race five because I think this is probably the race of the day for me. Uh, it's a really nice NZB Insurance Pearls series race, and it, for, it's for mares and fillies that have won races. So they are all there's some really nice types in here, and I think a lot of these mares and fillies will be probably going away, or some of them for the winter, and this might be their last chance. We're racing on a soft five, which is the old dead five, so uh, a very fair track. You're not going to have to worry too much about being a wet tracker or anything like that. And electrica. Madame Moet has to be fast. Mille Fiore, Nom de Plum, Impresa, uh, Cullinan. This is a really uh, cap. Uh, oh, jeez, that is my glasses gone blurry. Capistrano rocks. This is a really even field of fillies, and I just want to highlight. I, I have a friend that's in the uh, ownership group of Mille Fiore, and she won her first two starts. And was looking like a real. She started favourite, I think, or, or nearly started favourite in the Crack a Million last year. Just hasn't quite gone on with it. But her first up run back was actually really good. I'm pretty sure it was over in the Naki. And it, from barrier two at eight dollars fifty, two dollars eighty, in an even field, it could be an each way ticket. I think the one Electrica is the obvious one to go on top. But from a wide draw, I think you could find something with a bit more meat on the bone here. So that's the first race that I'm really interested in. The next one is. We're race seven, and we've got this Amir Alchemia, the Pur Encanto. And Alchemia ran just in behind Miss Aotearoa way back last spring. 
and she looked like she was going to be a bit of a freak. And then she ran that huge race last preparation, and this spring just gone behind Sakura Blossom. Remember when Sakura Blossom missed the start mm. and flew? Well, Alchemia was that one that she unfortunately was the victim that day. Sakura Blossom hasn't come out, and um, well, Sakura Blossom got retired, and that's actually a travesty in itself. Since then, she's running behind like horses like Belclear that have gone on and won nice races. Uh, Zephora Bell, um, again, Sakura Blossom. Alchemia is short enough, but she shouldn't be a maiden. At her home track, I think Taiki Yanagita at $2.20 can get her home. And in the last, Daisy for the Kelsos. Daisy ran on very strong last start and really leveled up after it finally balanced up at Matamata over the last 50 metres, stretched out and flew. Same distance, really soft draw from barrier two. Ryan Alliance stays on. I think Daisy's a real red hot chance in the get out stakes. The only threat would be Avon Delay. And that has taken a little bit of money for Opie Boss and Mark Walker. It could be the Quinn, mm. but I'm with Dizey all the way. So my two best of the day, Dizey in the last, Alchemia in race number seven. And I think there's some really fair racing across the card. Race five would be the race of the day at Matter Matter today. Love that. Love that, Louie. Taiki, eh? Taiki Yanagita. He's on, he's on a bit of a heater at the moment. Man, he always picks up a the odd little couple winners every meeting. So I like that. I'm going to go Dizey into Alchemia. I'm going to follow you in, Louie. Just a wee flutter. Nothing too major gentle. on a Wednesday. Hey, not, gentle. Just a little gentle flutter. And uh, follow you in, mate. Thanks for that little update. No worries. Appreciate that, Izzy. And if uh, anyone wants to go and have a look and, and work out where the track ratings are at and all that stuff, just head to loveracing.nz. It's got all the previews, it's got the reviews, it's got all the information, the trainers, the jockeys who are suspended, who are out with injury, so you can go and look at everything else there. And I might have another one for you by the end of the show. I'm just working out who's going to ride it and if it's going to start. So that's a little tease for later on. But Kempi, have you got your clues ready, mate? All sorted. All sorted. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it ain't an easy one this morning. Kez has gone um, above and beyond. 0800-150-811-50 on the line. Quizzy Dag, come see him. Fire alarms and all, come see him. After this. New Zealand, the Balanced Pure Performance Range is available at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from just $62.99. Save 10%. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dad come play it. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. DAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dad, come play it. Quizzy Dad, come play it. 0800-150-811. Now give us a call. Yes, Quizzy Dad. A little bit later this morning, but that's all right. We're going to take it up to the top of the hour, and we're going to give you the chance to win $50. Go to see the team at the TAB. A little bonus bet. Maybe Dizey into Alchemia. Eh? Today at Mata Mata. Race 7, race 9. Louis tipped it. And I'm, I'm going to be smart today. On the tail. On the tail. For those two, for me. There you go. Keep your odds. Be smart and stay safe. off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick, <laughs> go, Kimpy.
Campy. You're not gonna have flutters today, Campy. Oh, mate, I'm not a I'm not a early week I'm not an early week punter. I told you last night, mate, you become a sponge for Louis. Oh, here we go. Cinerama <laughs> odds out today at four PM. Um, Oh, yes, bring those on. Oh, maybe even a little bit earlier. And I'll be watching because they get plunged within five minutes of being live. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. I'll be watching those lads. Maybe they're dead to the multi. Anyway, I'm going to go to Simon. Simon in Auckland, you're up first, mate. Hey, mate. How are you, bud? Whooping, eh? Good, mate. Who did the Warriors sign to a three-year deal yesterday? Mitch uh, Park. Nice. Mitch Barnett is correct. Question number two. Who is Tyson Fury set to face this Saturday? Five. Four. Five. Um, Is it Dillian White? One. It is Dillian White. Correct. Question number three. Which Breakers star has signed with European basketball powerhouse Basconia? Five, uh, four, any three, any phone a friend? I haven't heard that one. He loves a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> um, four, pretzel. three, two, uh, um, one. Yeah. Oh, Yanni Whistle, Yanni Whistle. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a clue! What a clue! <laughs> All right, question number four. What sport will former tennis star Ash Barty now compete in? Five. Uh, Is it golf? Four. It is golf. Oh, kids, are you going to be run through? (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Question number five. Which EPL team holds the record? For the most consecutive games undefeated with 49. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, um, one. Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> Great effort, Simon. Great effort, buddy. Thanks very much for your call. Have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Going to go to Callum in West Auckland. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Kids Callum. Callum, 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 Callum. <laughs> You've timed it. You've timed it. Give me the answer. What, what, what day was the is question? Father's what, Day? What, what, <laughs> what, what was it? Did you, the say, day. did you say NBL what or Father's what? EPL. What competition? Which, EP, which EPL? Europe, European Premier League. Oh. English, even. Is it Arsenal? Is it Arsenal? It is Arsenal. It is Arsenal, Callum. No, it's Saturday. You've nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, mate. Well done. You've you've nailed it. You've won the quiz for today. And Well, today's been a great hour. I hope you're still tuned in. You're loving it. We'll bring it home in the next hour. But well done, Callum. You won the $50 courtesy of the team at the TAB. Quizzy Dag will be back tomorrow with a doozy, I feel, Louis. Yeah. Back tomorrow with a doozy. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I <laughs> just think, gave you a little giggle. I think, no, mate, no, I'm just laughing. You know, Kiz, Kiz is out there just so angry that someone's going to run through his quiz. <laughs> Five and oh. And he's so, he was so happy just to see one question get up. You're right. We need a doozy. We need a... I've got a theory. Well, Kimpy may be talking about this. Is he? What do you reckon about this? 
we do a quiz and for five questions we just give the answer and you have to the the quizzes have to come up with the question mm. so the answer right, is the, the, Sun, the, the answer is sunday that's right <laughs> what is the question <laughs> yani wetzel i don't know what is the question i don't know yeah i don't know i like it but yani wetzel no 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 yani wetzel what is the question <laughs> so, you know, like we could do it like that. I think it would go good. We try. <laughs> no, no. What is the question? So we, you know, fun fact. That guy was actually my old, my last boss. It was, and and he um, he actually gets royalties off that video every Father's yeah, Day. Does it? He gets about three hundred bucks because enough people go back and watch it from YouTube. <laughs> it's so good. That is the funniest video I've ever seen. Yeah. It's... Sorry about that. Sorry about that. We've got a couple of good texts here before we get off to Aroha and the news. Lads, and uh, Kempi, uh, uh, morning Kempi, what's your thoughts on the Warriors pickup? I know we just had that in the quiz. Mitch Barnett, do you think he's one of those players they were talking about, or do you think there's still some others to come? There's got to be some others oh, to come. I hope so. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, he wasn't the marquee player that they were talking about. Like, good signing. Um, yeah, he's still only 27, but I don't think he was the player that they were, or the type of player that we thought they were talking about, and hopefully it wasn't the player that they think is going to come across to everyone that is a marquee player. Jeez, I, I, another, I just went and another back row. Like, it's really... I think isn't that a good to, thing? They're building their bit. They are building their team from well, the middle. You, you can, no, there's a thing. He said that. There's a thing called a salary cap. Like, Mitch Barnett would not come for nothing. And so it's who's staying. Like, there needs to be a shift in the, in the roster. So it's like, mm. who does he replace? Because I've got a ton of forwards at the moment. So there's obviously someone that pops out, they've replaced them, and I think there's more to come in the background. So there's a great question. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm just looking at their signings at the moment. They've got Luke Metcalf from the Sharks, Mitchell Barnett, Marata Niokori from the – he's another back row from Paramata, uh, uncle. Yep, so there's another a few back row. There, oh, but that's not, it's also they've got Fanua Blake, Aaron Penny, Bailey Surinan, mm. you know. So uh, some of them have got a Katoa. Tavaga, honestly, that's, that's what I'm talking about, salary cap, like where they're releasing the money to get this guy. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's to be interesting to watch unfold. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Huni Harawera. He is doing some great things up in the far north with the league community, and it's something that needs to be done. We spoke about it early in the week, and Uncle's going to ask the questions how we can help there with promoting it. Craving him at Cafe about now, I'm definitely in. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, they're shaping and building New Zealand. It's Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Tony Kemp, Louis Herman Watt, myself holding the fort down. Baz is over in India. He's at the IPL. He lost his uh, 
game just yesterday, actually, going down against the Rajasthan Royals, the Trent Balti's team. Uh, we'll keep you up to date with how he's going. We miss him. We hope he's all good. And uh, we'll get a wee update. Hopefully get him on the show in the next week or so. Uh, coming up in this next hour, we're going to be talking to Sam Rapira, who's a boxing promoter from the Taranaki. He's got an event coming up May the thir- uh, 13th of May. Maybe at TSB Stadium, but Uncle reckons it might be somewhere else. Anyway, Liam Messam is fighting in the undercard, and Liam's fought in the fight for life. He's done a bit of boxing around the car- traps. He's not a bad fighter, so he'll be fighting with a lot of young and up-and-coming fighters from around the country. So we're going to have a chat to Sam Rapira after 7.40ish. And after 8, we're going to chat to my good mate Corey Jane, who is the Hurricanes defence coach over there in, uh, in Wellington. And uh, we're going to chat to him about the current situation that is unfolding with rugby, tactical technique, red cards galore. Uh, you got Josh Dixon's of Suffolk or more, and uh, Scott Barrett all receiving red cards and lengthy expe- uh, suspensions because of what's unfolded in their matches and, and the games with the head highs. So we're up into that after 8 o'clock. But right now, we're going to introduce our next guest, and I'm going to throw it to you, Tony Kemp, to do so. Cheers, Izzy. And we've spoken about a lot. I definitely speak about it uh, as many times as I can so people know that around New Zealand, our pathways are really struggling in the districts and have fallen away. And one of the be- most beautiful parts of our country up in the Taitukoro, they've managed to galvanise a community and bring them together through our lovely game and doing it all on ourselves with a flourishing competition which kicks off this Friday night. Yep, we're talking to the man, the driving force behind it today, a good friend of mine, Hune Harawera. Morena, ete parata, ete rangatira. Um, I'm feeling good actually, keeping here to Just got off the water, been out um, having a bit of a paddle, just about eight k's had to get off, come talk to you boys. You got your competition <laughs> kicking off Friday. We're gonna we're gonna get into this um, this conversation about not only uh, your yeah, competition, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you um, yeah. you've you've started the competition up there. How many years has it been running? And just tell us a little bit about it. Oh, uh, we started in 2016. We we started simply because. Uh, it's too far to travel from up here in the far north to Whangarei. You know, the board meetings were, for Northland, the board meetings were all in Whangarei. The board members all came from Whangarei. All the decisions tended to favour Whangarei. All of the judicial uh, committee hearings were held in Whangarei. If you wanted to uh, train for the Northland squad, you had to go to Whangarei. It just wasn't fair. So we, we tried to get them to agree to let us have two separate comps and work together towards the end of season thing. They said, no, we run everything. So we moved aside in 2015, ran our own, uh, and started our first comp in 2016. And we've been going ever since. And now we're breaking out into our, what's it, sixth year? Uh, year out of COVID. We've got 10 clubs and we're kicking off uh, this Friday night in Kaiko here with the Kaiko Alliance at 7 o'clock tonight playing against uh, the Valley Valley United Crosses from out the Paheke. So, yeah, now it's... Uh, it's a it's a bloody great feeling, eh? and the clubs, the clubs own it. It's it's a Copa Pa Maori based thing. We are the Kaitukuro Rugby League. Uh, we really uh, put Fananga Tanga, uh, Manaki Tanga, uh, Aroha, Tetahi, Tetahi, all of those sort of values come before everything else. That's until you get to the final rounds, of course. <laughs> yeah. And everybody just wants to everybody just wants to kill each other, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bihis are good, the Karakis are good, the Hakas are good, 
the seeds are spectacular and, and the games are great. Eh? <laughs> Actually, the games have gotten so good both that uh, 2016, man, we got, we had like judiciaries every week, uh, two or three, da-da-da-da. Last year, we didn't have one judiciary in the whole year. It was absolutely amazing. amazing. You know, I was really, really proud of of the clubs, the players, the whanau, the committee, communities. It's just been bloody great. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and, and like you say, it's because we've taken ownership of something that we love. Um, we work with, with rugby. A lot of our, our clubs studied up with, uh, with, the, with the rugby clubs all around the north. I think five of our team clubs are in partnerships with, with uh, rugby clubs to share facilities, all that kind of thing. Uh, when, when rugby's up, we, we tend to take a little bit of a hit, but uh, when league's up, um, yeah, rugby does it really tough. But still, we just keep going. Hey, Hundi, uh, Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show and, and love what you're doing in the community. We had um, Cam George on the other day, and Kempi's been vocally advocating the genuine pathways of rugby league. Have you noticed the success for what you've created in the community? Have you had any young players, you know, go on and, and kind of get the exposure that, that you're after from creating these little community um, competitions? Well, you know, some of the boys that come out of this area um, most most recently would be um, James Fisher-Harris. Uh, oh, not bad. Yeah, Penrith. Uh, Corey, Harawira Naida. Ooh, keep going. Uh, those are some of the players that have gone through. We've had some just leave to go to England. Others move to Australia. Uh, one of the one of the hard things or realities of life is that in a rural community like ours, you can see the good ones coming, and you already know they're never going to play for their club because they'll get snapped up early. Um, and all we do is, you know, we wish them well. We try to get as much support around them as we can, and um, especially if they if they're going across to Australia early, uh, we make sure that they've got whānau to 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 stay with to to buffer them because not everybody makes it. Um, as, as both of you guys know, not everybody's going to make it. So we just want mm. to make them understand that if they do, uh, you know, we're all happy for them. If they don't, we're still happy for them that they that they that they gave it a shot. Yeah, that's awesome, Honey. Uh, and yes, you do. I've look. I've I've talked about your competition around the country, as you know, and and we've spoken about the lack of support. Just talking about the lack of support. What do you actually get? as far as support goes from your national body and the, and the people that are meant to be supporting rugby league? No, nah, we get nothing. Um, New Zealand Rugby League have, have made it clear that the, our only way forward really is to go back to Northland. Um, we don't get any money from um, New Zealand Rugby League. Uh, we won't, uh, you know, because we, we're not with New Zealand Rugby League, a lot of other sponsors won't, won't back us, so we, we don't have that. Uh, we don't get any coaching development. We don't get any referees, uh, clinics. Our players aren't allowed to play in national competitions. Yeah, so we denied a lot of that. But the love of the game is what keeps the boys going and keeps the whanau going. We get we get way bigger crowds than rugby does or, or rugby league Northland does. Um, they they they're just talking about how you know they they ran this thing um, in rugby and if you can get between eighty to hundred at your games, you know you you get some money to support this COVID vaccination program. We're sitting back thinking, wow, we get under 200 then. We think we've had a stink game. So, you know, the, the <laughs> communities are really in behind it. Eh? The whānau, and, and for, for a lot of them, the whānau, they, they're really doing it tough, but, um, yeah, they, they, love, they love seeing their, their, their guys out there doing it. 
One of our clubs struggled this year, and uh, they've gone across to, to rugby, Pangaroo, gone across to play rugby for Pangaroo. And, yeah, we wish them well. We wish Pangaroo well, and uh, we look forward to the to the polling of Broncos coming back next year. But, yeah, that's life in, in the rural communities. We, we don't... We don't wave a stick at, at the other coach. We just um, do what we can for our own. Awesome. And uh, it was a bit tough for Rushi and uh, and his father when um, when uh, the Whangaroa Marlins started and um, and uh, whole of the Kyle Rugby Club seniors all switched over to play a rugby league for the Whangaroa Marlins. So that was a bit tough. But you know, big big thanks to Rushi and his father and all of their their crew for allowing the Whangaroa Marlins to instantly switch in and. Uh, and fit in with Kyle Rugby, so yeah, that's that's the northern way, that's the Maori way, and uh, we really, we really play that up. So it's, it's it's wonderful, and so we don't we don't we don't feel the um, we don't feel the loss of, of not having a lot of that sort of stuff because our board meetings are, are totally controlled by by the clubs. Um, only the clubs make the decisions, and uh, nobody else. They all look at one another, and they know now that they're no sense of trying to push for something for themselves because you've got to push for something for everybody. Otherwise, what you want, uh, not going to go through. We don't have NZRL appointees. We don't have corporate appointees. We have uh, those who, who are playing the game, running the game. And I think, I'm, I'm hoping really, Kempi, that you know what you've what you're been trying to do in building districts around the country, I sincerely hope that um, a lot of people out there I might actually send them all an, all an email, let them know where we're playing and any time they want to come up and have a look, see what we're doing, how we're doing it, they're more than welcome. Awesome. Because I, I think this model where, and Sport New Zealand actually supports it. They, they say openly that sporting codes need to work with the communities uh, where they want their code to grow. That, you know, Instead of trying to impose a, uh, a model from one place and say this is how it's going to be everywhere. I mean... The corporate model in rugby league might work somewhere. I'm not quite sure where. Maybe in Sydney, but I don't think it works anywhere in this. I don't think it works anywhere in this country. It certainly doesn't work up here in the north. And so, yeah, not to not to knock it that somebody else's style, but it's not our style, brother. And given that uh, rugby league and the Kiwis and, and everything else is is pretty much seventy uh, percent uh, Maori and twenty five percent our Pacific Island brothers and sisters. Uh, we want to see some real changes at the top for our communities and for the leadership at the top as well. That's awesome, Hornet. The the equity in the game, just one one final question before you let you go. The equity in the game, you're you're just touching on it, mate. What you're saying you've got the best competition up there, you're getting no support, you're getting no development, you're getting no referee support, you're doing it all on your own. And the worst thing about this is that people won't support you because you get no support from the top. What does that say about yeah. equity? Yeah, uh, it, it says that equity doesn't apply when it comes to people like us. It says that equity doesn't apply when you when when clearly we're we're growing the game. I mean, no offence to rugby league Northmen, but they now don't. Have, last year, since last year, they haven't had a senior competition because uh, two of the clubs came our way last year, and the, the other two clubs came our way this year. So they they don't even have any clubs to to, to play. You know, one against another. So everybody's playing for the title at rugby league. We don't wave it around as a flag and whack them on the head, but we have right from day one. So right from day one, we've said uh, we just want a fifty percent share of the resources. Now that we've got all of the senior clubs, 
we still don't want all of the money. You know, we just want 50% of the, of the resources, 50% of the, of the power, 50% of the decision maker. And, but the answer is still no, 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 and no. Yeah, and, I don't uh, get it. We just we, we keep pushing it and we keep getting a no. So we just keep growing our games. And, and at the end of the day, rather than wallow in, um, in, in the, the sadness of it, we just go, go really hard with the, with the positivity. And uh, hopefully um, we're going to get a TV crew coming up and we're going to film a lot of the things that we're doing up here. Then I'm going to take that around myself to a lot of the districts around the country to urge them to step out and have a, have a shot at doing this themselves. Uh, actually, rugby tried it a few years ago. Mononui rugby in. They they blew blew their stick. They said, "How come bloody East Coast Rugby League got hardly any clubs, hardly any players, but they can be a division, but we can't?" I was going, "Yay, yay, pull out!" But they they wouldn't do it. At the end of the day, they could they couldn't bring themselves to do it. I tried to, even though they rang me, I really tried to encourage them to do it, but nah. So it's just us, us alone. But it's nice to know, bro, that uh, we got people like yourself. Um, is it is it Israel Dag on there with you, brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, honey. Oh shit, mate! Kippy told me it was Israel Farrell. That's the only reason I came on the show. <laughs> uh, so, who's so there, bro? I had to get you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Good, good to talk to you guys. But yeah, it's nice to know that that supports out there amongst uh, all, all the other, a lot of the other districts. You know, we, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not the beacon of hope to anybody. But what we are doing is showing that it can be done. And it can be done. If it can be done up here in the north. It can be know, done anywhere. That's exactly right. It can be done right. anywhere, brother. It can be done anywhere. So that, that's exactly that's right. If it can be done here, it can be done everywhere. Awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on this morning, Hone, and we wish you all the best for your competition kickoff on Friday. I'm still probably going to be coaching the Kirikiri team next year. I'm just waiting for that contract to come through um, and for you to sign it off. Uh, but we look forward. I look forward to catching up with you soon, brother. We'll keep fighting the good fight in the, in the grassroots okay, of rugby mate. league, and you just keep doing what you're doing for our whanau up there. Um, everyone yep. is watching, mate, and eventually the tide will turn. I trust you that. Thank you, brother. Cheers, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is he? How's that? How's that? See, people don't know that. That that man has grabbed the bull by the horns and given the community, not only is it rugby league, he's, what, what, he's, what, he's, what he's done for me for the whanau up north is given them some aspiration just to get out, get fit, um, based it all on, like you said, whanaungatanga, um and just getting around each other and supporting that far north area. So, you know, when you when you're talking to them, like no one knows that. You know, they just see Honey on on telly and and carrying on. But mate, he's as you could hear, <laughs> and I knew he was going to say that one about Israel Falau. He's a passionate league man, absolute passionate league man. Yeah, I'm surprised he even supports Israel Falau. That's funny, um, <laughs> mate. It's uh, it's great to have a chat to, chat to Honey Hardaway. Honestly. <laughs> You're right, because obviously I just knew him from, from the politics, but you don't understand what is going on in the background. And you need those people that are, you know, that are going to advocate and going to ask the hard questions, and that what that's what Horny does. And, and it sounds like they've got a pretty good thing going on up there in, in the community. They don't get any support, but they're still able to stay tight and, and raise money, raise funds, and uh, have a genuine competition running throughout. So, um, yeah, 
Awesome to get a little update, see what he's up to. Well, what I don't do, is it one one question? What do you think about the um, the rugby union, rugby league uh, migration? Like they do they do it up north. We've we've sort of put it in place down in Taranaki where we've changed our competition so it doesn't run parallel to rugby union. And what we say is that why don't you send us to uh, the rugby boys to us in the preseason? We'll get them fit and give them a few games. And by the time they hit your competition. In Taranaki, especially, I've spoken to Cole, Cole Cooper, Cooper down at, and um, and uh, the boys down at Clifton, who who our boys play for at our league club. They say, mate, it's a great idea. We get them back in way better shape. We find it hard to get them get them prepared in the off season. What, what's your thoughts about the two codes coming together and working together? Uh, if we're losing oh. players, oh, I love it. I love it. I think there's a lot to learn from both codes. You know, like. Um I feel with uh, the defensive work that, that leagueies do and, and the fitness that they're able to provide, a different perspective on the game, I think you can only be beneficial as long as there's no poaching going on and it sounds like there's nothing like that going on up north and they're trying to work together and, and come you know be aligned, then that's fine. I, I can only see benefits coming from both codes coming together and, and uniting and doing what's best for sport and, and the younger kids. So, yeah, I can, I can see good things from it, mate. Awesome to hear from Honey Harawera. You're bang on, uh, boys. It was a different version of Honey. Never really heard before, and he is so passionate. He's clearly got a, a very analytical mind. Obviously, he had a long career in politics, and he's put that into sports administration. I reckon. I reckon we should head up there, and we should support them around the Bay of Islands. We could be on Russell ninety four point four. FM, SCNZ, do a little live broadcast from maybe one of their club days up there. Go get some of that Kaimawana that they're speaking about. We should, so, go, to, we should go to the final, mate. The final will be massive. We, we, they'll have thousands there. I'm absolutely certain of it. The best thing that Hone said there is we don't wave a stick at others. We just focus on our own. There's no bitterness. There's nothing like that. Let me know. 0800 811. Where are the other competitions around New Zealand like this? Uh, badminton, cricket, soccer, football, um, AFL, rugby, rugby league, netball. Where are the other really good community-driven competitions around New Zealand and in the regions particularly? I'd love to hear from you. I know that we've got lots of people out in the regions. 0800-150-811. That's the Kenards Hire phone line or double eight double three. Where else is this working? Be in touch with us. Baz Nizzi for breakfast here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Back with more after this. Made in New Zealand, the Balanced Pure Performance Range is available at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from just $62.99. Save 10%. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. SCNZ, it is 27 past 7 this morning. I look up to one of the TV stations and we've got Don Brash on the TV. Well, we've had two completely different ends of the political spectrum talking about two unrelated <laughs> issues. We've got from Hone Harawera to Don Brash. Uh, anyway, that's just by the way. I found that fascinating and really interesting what Hone's doing in the North. If you've missed that chat and you're thinking, what on earth is Louie talking about? Uh, we just spoke to Hone Harawera about his Taikoro uh, uh, Rugby League competition. He has brought to life in the far north, and you can go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, our podcast channels, to hear all about that. Kempi, uh, we're talking NRL Graham Annesley's answer about, well, his opinion that there aren't, there isn't anyone, no matter how far you're down on the ladder or how low profile your team is getting anything about uh, the hard end of the stick. It is all 50-50, and we've got a couple of texts here. There's one from Paul there. 
Yeah, Paul said, do you notice the Warriors get the 50-50 calls in the first, uh, in the last, I was going to say the first 10 minutes, that's a bit, bit different, in the last 10 minutes, 10 minutes when it's too late to influence the result. That brings the stats back to the line. And Louis, check the stats excluding the last 10. As Kempe says, we are getting screwed. That's, um, you know. and Make up they, calls. Yeah, they call. They just call even in the ledger, you know what I mean? That was the, at halftime, give you an example, at halftime the penalty count was 5-1. You know what I mean? And then it went bang, 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 bang. With the, I reckon within 10 minutes it was 5 and, and, and to be fair, a lot of those, actually I think all of them were, well a lot of them were um, bang on, but I know what Paul you're saying there. And there's another one, Paul Kent and Paul Crawley on NRL 360 last night, they both said the Warriors were absolutely robbed. I had a feeling Kenty was going to unload. I was surprised that Graham Annesley just chose not to reference any, uh, only two of the harsh calls the Warriors got, which tells me that Cam George, as you said last hour, has just felt that this isn't our time to push it because actually it's being pushed by the media, it's being yeah, pushed by the other clubs. Really smart. Yeah, and I, think, and I think so. And I think the other part too, in and around, when you've got people like Paul Kent and that saying the Warriors are being done hard by, it's really hard. Block a roach, mate. Mate, it's really hard for the, for the officials to then, to then try and move it sideways. Because people are saying, on telly especially, man, there's something going on here. It wasn't two calls, you know what I mean? That ball that went from Naguama to the winger when he went down that left edge, that was fo- that rolled forward. They normally give that as a as a knock on. It was just it was about four calls that were really, you know, dodgy. But we didn't get any of them. We ain't quite quite good to get two of them. It would have been it would have been uh, awesome to get two of them. And uh, Izzy, there's a one here for Kempe. Oh, we're talking about who's going to let move on from the Warriors. Anton's come through. Uh, Lodge Aitken <laughs> definitely leaving. Nickarima and Taylor likely leaving. Maybe CHT and Walsh leaving, but hopefully not. Izzy Channel Harris Tavita, if you were running the club, how? I mean, I think he's been fantastic this year. How much would you be trying to hang on to that young fella? Oh, you have to hang on to him. You have to. He's he's been well, just hearing his comments with Ish, uh, Sean Johnson, and they're they've been building a nice solid spine. They're getting game time, and, they, and that's been their yeah Achilles heel at the moment is they haven't been had time to build those combinations, those connections, which go a long way. So now they're getting that, and you, you you're seeing the gains. Obviously, there's still little moments in that game on the weekend, the Roosters against the Roosters, where they probably lacked a bit of composure. But I guess the more time that we're seeing with those two, and Chanel Harris Tavita is a key. He's defensively as tough as they come. Like no one's gonna run down his channel without getting snapped in half. So <laughs> when you gotta stand off when you gotta stand off like that, Ken Ben, you'd know you gotta stand off like that oh, where you've gone in the studio. But Benji Benji was was fan was great. It was so solid, solid. But when you got someone in the six that can defensively get up and smack the big boys then that's what you want. So I'll, 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 they've got to keep him. They've got to do everything they can to keep him. Yeah, a bit surprised they haven't pushed the ballot to this point. Seven, what are we, 29 away from eight this morning. Sam Rapera down there in the Taranaki talking community boxing from the far north to the Naki. We're doing all around the community today. We'll talk to him shortly. A bit of sports headlines after Idaho at the News for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> SENZ, 
27 away from 8 this morning, talking all things community sport, actually all things rugby league. Uh, Graham Annesley to the top table, <laughs> to all the way to the, well, what would could some consider the bottom table. I love when Hone Harawira joined the show and he said, corporate rugby league might work somewhere. I don't know where, maybe Sydney, but it doesn't work here in Taitokoro. And he spoke about what sort of support they get. New Zealand Rugby League have made it clear that the, our only way forward really is to go back to Northman. We don't get any money from um, New Zealand Rugby League. Uh, we won't, uh, you know, because we, we're not with New Zealand Rugby League, a lot of other sponsors won't, won't back us, so we, we don't have that. Uh, we don't get any coaching development. We don't get any referees, uh, clinics. Our players aren't allowed to play in national competitions. Yeah, so we denied a lot of that. But the love of the game is what keeps the boys going and keeps the whanau going. We get we get way bigger crowds than rugby does or, or rugby league Northland does. And Hone went on to say it's not about competition or you know waving sticks to other people. It's just about doing it for us. Awesome to catch up with him. Go listen to Baz and Z for breakfast, our podcast channels. And Liverpool, sorry, Daggy. Liverpool's up 2-0 against Manchester United right now in the 36th minute. <laughs> uh, Diaz and Salah have put them ahead in the Premier League. So apologies, mate. Hope you stay with us this morning. <laughs> Man, I've given up on those buggers a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. They are horrible. Well, when Bix left? horrible. Yeah, probably. When Paul, <laughs> Paul Scarls was bloody running around there, mate. So, Mac look, Man- it's, Mac- um, I was going to say Mac Manaman, but that was Liverpool, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, mate, you're the Northern England <laughs> mate, expert, mate. You're our Northern, Northern English no, but, correspondent, Kimby. Kentner. They've been terrible, mate. They've been terrible when, but, uh, yeah. No surprises there, Louis. No. no surprises at all. None at all. All right, from Northland to the Taranaki. This is like your, your hometown tour today, Kempi. Sam uh, Rapera is he's a local boxer. He had professional fights. He's retired. I th- he actually it was a messy last fight. We, won't, we don't need to talk about that. I remember watching it. Um, but he's now a promoter, and Liam Messam's going to be back in the ring next month down there in the Taranaki. You're pretty excited to hear this badminton story? Mate, I can't, well, I can't remember one. I, I do know they used to play badminton down at the War Memorial Hall, but uh, I don't think I was also Taranaki badminton champ. I can't remember that one. Well, we'll, fi- we'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. Cause I've been... Are you sure it wasn't squasher? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 24, Literally no 24 idea. away from eight. We'll, I'll tell you who's got an idea. Sammy Rapira. And we'll get Joe with him after this. He's taking a break from his boxing class this morning to Making join us. stories up now. Oh, oh, we'll see, mate. I reckon you're going to crack up when you hear this. 23 away from eight. Back in a minute with Sam Rapira. Made in New Zealand, the Balanced Pure Performance Range is available at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from just $62.99. Save 10%. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we're 19 away from 8 o'clock this morning. And, hey, look, unless you've been living under a rock, boys, you would have 100% known about the havoc COVID has caused for those trying to organise and plan events for the last few years. But the restrictions are easing and there's a smidge of normality resumed. You would have seen it in everyday life. So planning for those events have has become easier and you can actually do it again. You can start getting back on that path. In New Plymouth, that includes the Crowded House Bar and Eatery Friday 13th Fight Night, which will see 
That's the great Doc Van Prague, mate. There you go, Kimpy. The great Doc Van <laughs> Prague. Up. He's listening. He's put, listening. Put a bit of energy into a, it. He must be the sponsor for. He must be the sponsor for Sammy. You know what you're going to see? You're going to see former All Black Liam Messon return to the ring and probably demolish someone. I don't know who the poor bugger is that's getting in there with him. Uh, I don't think it's Sam Rapetta because I'm pretty sure he's a former boxing heir and more of a promoter of the event. He's joining us live out of the beautiful Naki this morning. G'day, Sam. Yeah, good, brother. How exciting is it for you to be able to get this back on track and actually start pulling the pieces together? Bro, I'm, I'm really tough. Day. Like, uh, I've been training these corporate fighters for almost a year now uh, when we first announced the show, and it keeps getting put back because of COVID. It's finally happening, and um, I'm, I'm pumped. All the fighters are obviously pumped, but this is the most ex- experienced group of corporate guys I've ever had, and uh, the show's coming together Really nice, and I'm, I'm I'm just really excited about the night. Yeah, nice, Sam. Is he here, mate? What's the support been like around the Naki, around around the hotel? Everyone excited? And and tell us where you're holding the event. I, I thought it'll be TSB, but Uncle reckons it, it might be outside somewhere. Nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah TSB Stadium. Um, so that's uh, that's where I always hold it up there. And um, nice. yeah, people are pumped. Like people, people are obviously socially starved around here, so. Uh, they everyone's excited <laughs> about it. Um, uh, like everyone's, uh, they are from New Plymouth. Like this, this, this event's like, like like the ball anyway. You know, it's like, it's like the 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 ball of the night. So, um, if, if, you know, people are pumped for it. Hey, Sammy, it's Kempy here, mate. Um, I thought you might have been having it out there underneath the nipple courts of Waitara. There's a little bit of a rumour going there. You might be using the club rooms as your changing rooms, but um, you obviously got taken it back to TSB. You, you excited about Liam coming down and fighting on that card? Absolutely. You know, like people, um, like the, the, the card goes off anyway, but um, having Liam puts it at another level because he's, he's a big name and... Uh, People were pumped to see that. Yeah, we were. I was going to do it out at um, out at White, the White Hutter Courts when 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 at one point when it, where you can only do outdoor events. So that's when I was looking at that. But um, it's just a little bit cold, bro, to be doing it at this time of the year. But um, the TSB Stadium goes off. It's, it's, it's a special night. You know, we used to. You know, we used to wear um, Borthwick singlets, mate, for wetsuits when we were surfing down there. It ain't cold for us, brother. Bring it out there. You'll, you'll pack it. <laughs> you'll pack it out. <laughs> You had him up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what about, um, I see there's been a lot of hype with Tyson Fury and Joey Parker backing the event, signing some gloves and getting right behind it. Mate, what does that, what does that do for you? And what do you reckon you'll be able to, to raise, fundraise well, uh, some money uh, when it goes into auction on the night? Yeah, well, so um, I actually just text Joe. I know Joe because we're on the uh, New Zealand team together when we were amateurs. I text him and asked if I could get some, Tyson Gloves. I didn't even know he was overtrading with Tyson Fury, and um, and then uh, he, he said yes, we did. And he sent some over, and I opened up the the box, and um, and he got uh, Tyson to sign the Mazel because he's in training camp with him. So I buzzed out of that. So that, that's pretty uh, pretty cool. But um, it's going to be a great cause. You know, we're raising money for our youth academy and um, the junior boxing at our at uh, the Box Office Boxing Club. Which is like such a great program, and so and the, and and they were just happy to do this to um, help support such such good cause. Hey Sam, you, so you your gig now is pretty much to train these corporate boxers and take classes, and you've got Liam Messer. What are, what are you making of that on this card? What are you making of the resurgence of um, former footy players and people from other walks of life getting in the ring? 
you would have seen, no doubt, Sonny Bill Williams just well, seriously hurt Barry Hall. Um, you would have seen that Kivi Mialamu's training at the moment. Then you got Jake Paul calling out Sonny Williams over in <laughs> America. Like <laughs> these guys, Liam Missum, Kivi, Sonny, um, Barry Hall, even Paul Gallant. What do you make of it all? Is it good for the sport, do you think? And do you think we could get it to a point where they can all fight each other on a bit of a circuit? It depends how it's done. Like, um, like it's, it's it's big at the moment, and I like the way most people are doing it because it's done with respect. You know, like it's it's um, it's good for the sport because what happens, what happens, especially locally, is people come because they want to watch, they want to watch their hairdresser have a have a fight, or their or you know their workmate or their neighbour have a fight. But then they sit there and they think, man, this sport's awesome. And uh, so it turns a lot of people onto it. So most people that come along, they come along because they want to watch somebody that they didn't think they was going to ever do something like this, have a fight. They watch it, they realise it's a great sport, and then they become fans. So I'm all about that. I'm, I'm very happy about that. And uh, everybody that I've been involved with does this with respect. You know, like, uh, well, I, I actually met Liam 10 years ago as a sparring partner for him when he fought um, Wendell Saylor. And... Um, that and like he he lives he lives a life you know he's not just the guy that's just turning out for a paycheck he lives that life you know he's been there and he's been and again he's been doing this for a year now trying to stay in shape for this fight and he's been putting the work in like he's 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 training and living like a boxer which I love and you know it's turning people onto the sports I'm happy about that. Nice. Well, we're we're talking about the the big names in, in the boxing game, but there's got to be some undercard and some fighters we've probably never heard of that are fighting. At uh, your fight night on May thirteenth, uh, have you got any names or anyone we should look out for that are potentially coming out of there? And we'll be like, wow. There's, there's a couple of good undercard uh, pros, which I was just quickly mention. But uh, Lewis Duffels, the force, he's 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 been going really good. He's had a few fights on TV, and uh, he um, he's put all his guys to sleep uh, so far. So he's looking to carry that on along the mm. night. And he took up with Tohu. He he's he's making his professional debut. He was actually one of our. Um, one of our better amateurs we've ever produced. So I think he got to the quarterfinals of the World Champs in his um in a few years ago, but he's been he's been out of the sport injured. He's making his pro debut on this night, which is great. Uh, and for the corporate fights, um Adam Warner Adam Warner, I don't know if he's listening, but uh he, he's he's the most popular corporate fighter I've ever produced. He's um he's gonna have a lot of punters there backing him, so I'm excited <laughs> for him. And uh yeah, yeah, like, like, like I say, like so was that the McFarlane fight, was it? And they stick with it. Was that, the, that? was that the McFarlane fight, Sam? Was that Aaron Warner and, and the guy McFarlane? Is that the one I watched with? Yeah, Craig McFarlane. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So a, he had yeah, three fights on my card. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was a beauty, mate. That was an absolute beauty. Yeah. What about Kimpy, <laughs> yeah. Sam? What about Kimpy? Like, you know, he 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 walks around like he is the he is the Taranaki, you know, like he is the he is the Monga. What like, do you mean walks around? <laughs> he, he, honestly, mate, a lot of that, that, that's the cool thing about corporate bossing is like like. Um, people will come watch because they want to see how they go, but they're just as popular if they're not right. You know, probably, it's like Muhammad Ali. It's like the more unpopular guys get, get big drawing his suit. So <laughs> what it's, it's, it depends if they like you, bro, or if they don't like you. But they'll Who wants to walk out camping? Did you just compare <laughs> Tony Kemp to Muhammad Ali? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is quite incredible. Are you guys get a townie, mate? You just get a townie to describe someone from Waitara. Mate, you, that's a pretty tough one. You, you've just been described to Muhammad Ali, but you must have a Kempy story, Sam. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Do you remember? 
do remember when we played. I no. think it was like uh, it was we we played we played badminton, bro. Uh, I think it was in the hub down at Howarder, and it was like it was like a ex athlete. Um, oh no, I wasn't even an ex athlete then. It was like an athlete um, game. It was a fundraiser, and we were playing badminton, and we turned up, and I was like fight fit, bro. I was like I was like a couple weeks out from a fight, so I was in shape. And I thought, man, I'm going to smoke this guy because I played against you. <laughs> and, bro, you, you just hit me running all over the court. And I was like, yes, that was so quick. And uh, I couldn't believe it. I was embarrassed because I was like, I'm going to smash this guy. Because uh, I was so fit. I couldn't, I couldn't believe, how, I couldn't believe how, how, how gassed I was. Because I was like, fight fit. <laughs> oh, that's a different sport, eh, bro? You cool. know, like, I, was, I, was, I was gassed. Jeez, I never, and I probably never picked up a badminton racket till that day either, Sam, which would be which is pretty sad. But oh, mate, they're trying to remind me that I got like delayed concussion, but I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. Gas, I've gassed a few people, but I just told Louis I used to have this no mercy rule. You know, if anyone, I was so competitive. Anyone wanted to play me in something, I was, I don't, and I didn't care how old you were. You know, if you were six or sixty, you're going to cop it. So I'm sorry, Sam, for making you run around that day, mate. You'd, you've done some great things down there, Sammy. We've spoken a few times. Um, you know, you got you know, like real good people like yourself, Wayne Kappa down there, um, doing wonderful things through our community as well. And I just can't think of anything um, better, mate, than you getting back back on the the bandwagon and supporting you know boxing down there. Well done with the academy too, brother. That's a such a good thing. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm really proud of it, and like uh, yeah, things things are good right now. Awesome, Sam. Good luck, awesome. man. Good luck for the event. We'll touch base again before it goes ahead, eh? and thanks for sharing that uh, badminton story. Do you know, fun fact for you, Sam, to take away, <laughs> Kimpy actually thought badminton and squash were the same thing. So, that again, that's even more embarrassing. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro, he still smoked me. Still <laughs> That's smoked right. Me. <laughs> and he still smoked you. Is he? Um, there you go. That's Sam Ribeiro, who's uh, got a great fight night going uh, at the Crowded House Bar in Eatery, Friday 13th. Good on him for getting that going. Can you just imagine Kimpy on a, on a badminton court just making someone run around and just loving every <laughs> second of it? I'm trying to picture it, and I just know because he's very clever and he's, you know, he knows exactly what's going on. He'll just be working Sam, working Sam to the corners, tiring him, and he'll be standing there like he is now with that big smile, <laughs> laughing away, chahooing and, and getting into it, mate. It's oh, good. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a case. Yeah, and his sponsor there, if we ever go to Taranaki, we go in the Crowded House, all right? Because mm. that, that, um, the guy that owns the Crowded House I grew up with, he's a real good mate of mine, Doc Van Prague. One of the funniest blokes, mate. We get him on the radio, honestly. Dead set. Um, supports everything down there, but a real good guy to talk to. And as he, you know, um, I didn't know what parochialism was until I come back from playing up in England and I got invited to a box at Taranaki Rugby Union with Doc in Crowded House Box. And, mate, I had more fun watching him. Co- Coops, Coops was coaching, Colin Cooper, and Coops is from our hometown. We all, we all grew up together. Um, and, and Doc's from my hometown. And he's given it the coops, mate. And I'm just thinking, man, I forgot what it was like in Taranaki with rugby, rugby union people and how much they love the game. <laughs> it was unbelievable. He's you know, giving it to them. A passionate place. And uh, look, this boxing event's going to go off without a hitch. I'm certain. I'm very happy. I'm so happy for Sam that he's managed to get here after so many different roadblocks during COVID. It wasn't just professional sport. As so many of us know, co- uh, community sport was completely derailed. So good to see it back and pumping. All right, we're coming up to eight o'clock. We'll be back with a couple of your texts after this. We certainly are. And Corey Jane is up just after the news. Some texts here. 
double eight double three and the Temper Bed Post text machine. Bring on Super Rugby Round this weekend in Australia from Michael. But Izzy, back off that. Trent says <laughs> the Aussies won't win a single game in the next three weeks. No depth, no depth, no chance. I reckon Trent was listening to you earlier on. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's going to be tough work for them over there in Australia. Honestly. Like the Kiwi teams are going over there. They've been facing each other, tough competition. No disrespect to Australian rugby, but just being real competitive for the last month or so. I just think it's going to be a difficult ask for the Australian sides. I'm looking forward to chatting to Corey Jane, actually. Not only about the Hurricanes and how they've been tracking in the right direction, I think, lately. They've, they've turned a corner. They've got the belief. They've, they've got a couple of wins under their belt. They're 50-50. And uh, before they head over to Australia, this is going to be their biggest test up against the Reds. And if they can get that job done, CJ will be a happy man. But not only that, the red can, red cards, I must say, the red cards that are happening in rugby. Anyway, I'm going to go get a McCafe coffee right now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Wednesday, 20th of April. Uh, we're at an 8 o'clock hour. We've got Tony Kent, Louis Hermawatt, myself on the show to keep you through for this last hour. Big hour ahead. We're going to be talking to Corey Jane very shortly. He's head, heading off over to Australia. It is Melbourne week. Super Rugby is embarking on Melbourne and Amy Stadium. AM, Amy Stadium over there and uh, all the teams are playing Super Rugby throughout that weekend at Amy Stadium. So looking forward to that throughout the weekend. Going to see if the Aussies can match up against the Kiwis. Uh, they haven't faced each other for a very, very long time. And Corey Jane, who heard in Aroha's news, talking about they'll be pumped, they'll be excited. They are facing the Brumbies and the Reds in the next couple of weeks who have been first and third, respectively, on the Super Rugby ladder. So this will be interesting to see if that's able to translate when they face the uh, Kiwi team. So we're going to chat to Corey Jane. And I'm going to read a few texts. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Good morning, all. I spent 11 years living in Aussie and played rugby for most of them. Izzy and Louie, you're both right. The amount of sport Aussie kids have to choose from does not help, but the junior pathways are not there and need to be worked on massively. The other big thing, especially in Melbourne, was the Rebels would look to the, to the shoot shield, Sydney comp, for players and pick them instead of looking locally. This is this used to get players down. There were some very, very talented players in Victoria Premier Rugby who never got a shot due to the above. Got all week to listen. There's from Marky, our good friend, because he's got COVID. Oh, unlucky Marky, mate. Hope you're all good. Did you get that from Hamna? Wow, we. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Hope you're doing all right, mate. Look after yourself and uh, recover. Recover as much as possible over the next week or so. But stay tuned. We're going to have a wee chat to Corey. Jane shortly, I'm going to talk about Super Rugby, 
before they embark on the Reds competition. Uh, take on the Reds this weekend. That's going to be a cracker match. A uh, real indication to see if the Aussie teams are able to front it with the Kiwis. CJ reckons they will be excited. They'll be pumped. So looking forward to that. And we're going to talk to them about the current situation with the red cards and the tackle technique of some of our players, particularly the big boys. Is it a technique issue? Is it something that they've been taught over the years? Obviously, when you're facing sides that like to latch and, and try and bust uh, two players versus one through the defensive line, and the only way to stop it, you got one low, one high. Anyway, going to have a quick chat to Corey Jane right now. Let's get into our Wednesday McCafe coffee catch-up. Today, we're catching up with an old friend because Super Rugby is about to branch out and go trans-Tasman again. Corey Jane is the assistant coach of the Hurricanes and the Canes. Head, and the Canes head to Aussie this week before facing the Reds on Saturday night where we'll finally be able to stack the form up. And CJ is on the line now. Morena, my friend. How are you, brother? Hello, Israel. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm good, mate. <laughs> How you going, me, mate? Nah, just sifting around. I got a little bit of a sleep in because family's all gone to pop a mile for the school holidays while we head off to Aussie. So, um... Today's actually our day off, but I'll get some work done at some stage. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. And how, how are you happy? Are you happy with the, where the boys are at at the moment? Obviously, getting a tough win down the Highlanders over the weekend, the one-point win. I've been talking about it on air. I think you've you've turned a corner. I think there's a lot of uh, balance in your sides games. You're defending particularly well, but you attack. I think you've got a solid combination now with um, with your back line. Players playing constantly and TJ coming back. Does that help? So are you happy with where you and the Canes are at? Oh, we're slowly getting there. I think, you know, beginning of the season, we were pretty average. And then, you know, I guess the belief the boys are on the right track. We, uh, you know, that Moana game that we lost, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for us to win that game and we did not. And then the Chiefs game, losing by one, falling asleep 20 minutes in the second half, kind of cost us. And then... Mm. You look at the Crusaders, who you know best team in the competition for the last few years, and we had moments we should have beaten beaten them. So, um, you know, the the boys are starting to you know, feel a little bit of belief, and then obviously the Moana game, and then winning just you know against the Highlanders, where we switched off and fell asleep for a little bit, and they they nearly got us. Mm. But um, you know, we, we came away with a win in that one, uh, which that's rugby. So um, yeah, we'll see how Aussie goes. You'll tell him up. You'll tell him up, Corey. It's Kempe here, mate. Hey, just to, obviously from the playing field to the coaching um, clipboard, mate, how are you finding it? How, how are you enjoying being a coach? Uh, mate, I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, I've got a lot more greys um, in my head uh, than, I, than I ever have um, from it because it's, you know, obviously it's a, it's a stressful, stressful thing. You can't get out on the field and do any of it, so you've got to, uh, try and put the guys in the right situation, and you're not just dealing with yourself as as you were when a player or as a player. You know you've got to deal with everyone. Um, so obviously there's a lot more stress to it, but but I, I love it. I'm still a competitor, um, so uh, the closest thing to playing rugby is is actually uh, you know coaching, and I run water as well, so even closer to the field. Mate, what about the? Are you are you surprised with how well um, Geordie Barrett's gone at at, at twelve? Um, I know over the years he's everywhere he's played, he's been outstanding. He's probably the best fullback in the in the country when he's playing there. But at twelve, he's made a real case for it as well. Playing twelve, there's been a lot of 
questions asked, can he transform that to a uh, transition that to to the All Blacks at higher honours? And a lot of people are saying yes. Are you, are you happy with with that kind of move for for Geordie at twelve? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I think he's closer to the action. You know, he's a he's a big human and mm. um, he throws his body around. Uh, you know, but like I said, I, I still think, well, you said it. You know, he is the best fullback in in the country. But I think you just look at and probably in the weekend he didn't have his most uh, his best game at twelve against the Hollanders. But mm. you look at the Crusaders, uh, the Chiefs games he was coming to get against All Blacks, and uh, I think he outplayed them to be honest. So. Or all back twelves. Um, so you know, I enjoy it. Um, you know, every now and then he go on a killing spree and uses big body, and uh, um, <laughs> which is exciting to see uh, up in that up in that front line. But uh, yeah, we still got to remember that he is a decent fullback as well, and you know we've got some good players around. And uh, but I do like him at twelve. I really do. Matt, I, I hear the Warriors have got a signature and a safe, but I mean, we won't talk too much about that. Um, <coughs> just moving, just moving on to this tackle um, technique that we've been talking about this week in the amount of red cards, uh, Corey. What is your take on it, and how are you guys effectively making changes to tackle tech in your coaching ranks? Yeah, well, obviously it's an ongoing thing with, with tackle tech and also clean out. I think if you you tuck your arm to a shoulder charge. Uh, essentially, you're going to get in trouble no matter what. Um, and there was a couple of those in the weekend. Um, and Suffs, with his, you just got to get your body height right. Um, but you, you can train it all, all you want. Um, it's still a, mm. uh, that's still going to happen because it's a, you've got a man trying to move another man against his will. And so it's still a contact sport. And, you know, you've got two competitors that are trying to go out there and belt each other. And that's rugby. That's rugby league as well. You know, it's a contact yeah. sport. So, it's going to happen. We've just got to try and be better as as players and as coaches to, to keep working at it um, and try and eliminate it as much as possible. But to get it all the way up the game, uh, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, to be honest. Yeah. What about, I look at Scott Barrett and Josh Dixon's um, situation siege and like throughout my career when, when the coaches are trying to um, coach when playing a guy like a team like South Africa, they got big bodies. They love to um, snake and, and try and bust through that that uh, collision area. You got the inside player going low, and you got the outside player going high to try and wrap up that ball and you know hit someone on the chest. So, do you think it's uh, is there other, another way around coaching it? Because that situation with Scott and Josh, where they were on the outside and they actually braced to put in a hit, but they don't raise their arm. But that's kind of what they've been coached over the years. Is it, do you reckon it's, it's stemmed from, from what they've been told over the couple, last couple of years? Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, a lot of it is just, it's just habit, you know, because, um, mm. you know, obviously the, you're trying to break yourself as well. But in my opinion, if, if, if one of those two or, you know, both of those guys had tried to just lift their arm and, and make it a tackle, it's probably going to hurt them a bit more than it's going to hurt the other guy. Um, you know, just because you've got to get a little bit lower and throw that arm up there, but they probably wouldn't be in as much trouble as as they got him because, you know, they would have been attempted to make a tackle. Where I, you can see that they're, they're trying to brace and hit the other fella, but there's just no attempt to make a tackle. And I guess that's what you look at it and think, well, clearly you're going to be gone straight away if you if you make contact because, you know, you can't shoulder charge people. Yeah, nature of the game, eh? When you're in that collision spot, there um, techniques sometimes can go out the window. The for me, uh, Corey, or for you, really, when you when you're in this uh, competition, are you 
Roy, in defending, um, coaching defence, are you more an aggressive style of defensive team, like an up and in uh, against the sweep attack, or are you guys more about your spacing and the holding of a line uh, down there at the Hurricanes? Oh, we want to go and get people. Uh, I think that's the the way rugby is these days. You don't want to uh, mm. sit there and, and let the attack have the ball and, and put you under pressure because that's what you see. Anyone can has got the skills these days. Um, you know, it's not just the backs that it used to be. It's, it's everyone, even the props, can play with the, the ball now. So, um, you know, like, I think most teams are that. <laughs> is he like playing with the ball? Uh, sorry. Um, but I think most teams are <laughs> uh, radio, can you? Uh, you just got it out. Sorry as well. Edit that out. Um, but I think, you know, the, the more pressure put on teams, let's get back to the conversation, guys. Um, the more pressure you put on teams, I think the, the better you're going to be. And obviously, we, uh, we've we dropped a little bit of a line speed uh, at the Canes at the moment. But if you look at Aussie teams, that they hold and push a little bit more. And we, we like to go forward as, as New Zealand teams. So that's going to be interesting to see how it goes over there in Aussie. But they definitely want to go and get teams. Hey, Corey, I've got oh. a question. You know, like when, when I'm talking to my friends, and let's say that their name is Pat or... They've got you know all these you know nicknames like Bull and that, but when you use their first name like Bruce and Patrick, like you are doing with Israel, you've obviously got a couple. Of, <laughs> you've got a couple of PG stories for us, mate. Like, you oh, know, we've and, heard them. And, all. We've heard and, them you're, all. and you're and you're obviously the the boss in the in the partnership. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh my god, PG. Um. <laughs> No, no, Israel told me that. Um, <laughs> Israel. Told me that. Israel. I've always done it just to piss him off. It sounds like it's annoying. So, um, <laughs> and I like being annoying to him, so I just always call him it. But yeah, no, nah, he told me whenever I get onto his, because this is obviously his work, and he'll be fired in the jiffy if I say anything, so I have to be. Uh, Nice. No, I love it. Not, people, not people want to hear the stories, Siege. Want to hear the stories. They know you're, yeah. you're a funny guy and they want to hear the stories. But now you're a coach, so you got to act well, responsible. You, you can't can't do that. Nah, I don't. Nah, I don't. Um, <laughs> not when it comes to you. Uh, I'll tell you what, next time you wake up, we'll just tell stories the whole time, shall we? That'd be yeah. that'd be fantastic. Well, obviously, when you two were broomies, um, <laughs> it reminds me of one of my best broomies. Like, are you lying? There, a... Are you lying in there in bed, like talking about hairstyles before test match, or lack of? Um, <laughs> nah, obviously, normally, normally, uh, normally I've got a pig on my nose because Israel's quite a smelly person, doesn't shower, um, and also for the game. As soon as we got home from training, he'd put headphones on and he wouldn't take them off until the game was on. So you get no conversation from him at all. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's yeah, that, an interesting yeah, guy. That was a downfall uh, on me, Siege. That was a downfall on me. I used to play the game about six hours before the game and then it ruined me. I was tired in those test matches. So I changed it. I changed it towards the end. I relaxed. Yeah, when I had coffees. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, I believe you went to bed in the techno. Yeah, I was just like, how does he try to still listen to that kind of stuff? Get me excited Unreal. for the game, mate. Get this. Hey, Siege, I was listening to Aroha's yeah. news and we, we listened to your presser. Going to Australia, what are you expecting? 
What are you expecting from the Aussie side? Are you expecting a bit of a battle? Or you, like, honestly. All honesty. Do you reckon they can front the Reds? I'm always honest. Uh, look, I think it's going to be it's a good challenge for us because the first two teams we're playing is Aussie and uh, us, is the Reds and the Brumbies, and they are at the top mm. of their table. Um, and I think we lost to the Brumbies last year you know, over there, and we're playing them in the same spot, so we can't go over there and uh, think we're too good for them. And I think the Reds, and I think all New Zealand teams, not just this one, it's the first time Aussie guys have got to play against the New Zealand teams. And so they'll be wanting to show that all the talkers are oh, their level of rugby is not good enough and New Zealand teams should smoke them. That I think every Australian team over there will be wanting to put their best foot forward this game, especially because this is where they can say to everyone else, yeah, yeah, right kind of mentality. So it's going to be a good opportunity for not just us, um, but again, for all New Zealand teams against Aussies, because I think this weekend is going to be the best weekend uh, for, for rugby um, because of that. What about the resurgence of your good friend, Jules, who we had a lot of time playing with me? How's he been for the group? And are you, pretty, are you surprised with how, how well he's gone? Or are you, are you, are you pre- not surprised because of the effort he's put in the off-season? He's looking very fit. Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously having sitting, been sitting at the base and, and seeing him come in and, and work and uh, what he eats and how he trains, it's, it's awesome. I think, you know, coming back to New Zealand, I don't think he enjoyed France too, too much. And for him to come back and kind of like his rugby career was in the balance. And so I think he's kind of realised that and everything he's trying to do, he, he's got that mentality that he doesn't want to be second. And so he's training. He's training hard. He's trying to, I guess, learn the game more as a, as a player. And and he doesn't want these young people coming through and, and taking the spot. Or he doesn't want to play bad so they don't. So he doesn't get his name called in the in the team sheet. And it's, it's a big change. Um, and I like what I see because he makes other people kind of work hard around him. Yeah, man. No, I'm definitely noticing that, a eh? different uh, mindset from, from Julian, and it's transitioning onto the field. He's looking fit, he's involved, and he's uh, scoring a couple of tries. He's only one off the record as well from his good mate TJ Pedernada. Now, thanks very much, Siege, coming oh. on the show. All the best with yep. your travel to Australia, and uh, we'll get you back on very, very shortly, mate. Thank you. Awesome. Love your work, guys. Good man. Some gold there, is he? There's some gold there. You always try to get those stories out of me. I was those actually are our terrified. Deep, dark secrets. I was terrified. Those are our deep dark secrets that we can't say on the radio, Kimby. I'll tell from... you when I'm having a beer with you in Auckland. No, well, apart from the day that we put it on the podcast, one of the deep dark secrets, mm. and oh, that was horrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. In hindsight, so I was, was worried he was going to come back out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, oh, um, no, nah, yeah, that's right. It's over a beer sort of stuff. Jeez, he's he is he's really coming to his own as a coach, though. eh? is he? I mean, I don't know. Was he always yeah. that analytical as a player? Like the way he's talking about the tech like the defense and, and how you got to get up into them because a modern day rugby player even a prop they come at you so fast and they've all got the skills like that's such a valid point was he always like that defensively he had a great mind and, and he watched his defense when he was playing he never missed a tackle for such a small bloke you know he'd get out shoot out of line make make every tackle count and, and defensively is very very sound Oh, look, I'll be honest, I was surprised he was going to get into coaching, but I'm not surprised that he has, he's done pretty well because everything he does, he does with, a, with, with you know, 100%. That's just Corey Jane and, 
He was the leading, uh, I feel, he was our leading bloke, our leading player for the change in way New Zealand defends. Players with line speed. You look at the 2016 squad from the Hurricanes when they got that win over the Lions in the final Wellington, and that year they won that on defence. They won that on defence. you got to think in the playoffs, they had no tries scored against them. Playoffs, no tries. And that comes down to defence wins your championships, and he is our leader. So uh, I'm not surprised at all that he is going well, and um, I'm definitely surprised. I'm not surprised at all that he's going grey, because I'll tell you one thing, I could never, ever be a coach, Kempi. Uh, just, yeah. No, so everyone asked me, are you going to get into coaching? I said, nah, mate. <laughs> no, no way. I don't mind helping. I don't mind helping players. My, my help, I want to help players more off the field and just trying to you know, explain to them that you, you have a life post-footy because that is the biggest barrier and hurdle that players and athletes face at the moment. So I'll, that's probably what more um, tickles my fancy. But, but the on-field, nah, I'll just leave that to CJ. Anyway, that was Corey Jane. If you missed it, make sure you head over to our podcast and have a wee listen. He uh, gave us some gravy, what they're looking forward to heading to Australia and, and the you know, the challenge that awaits them from the Reds and the Brumbies for the Hurricanes. So that was Corey Jane. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. SENZ with 26 away from 9 this morning. Liverpool up 3-0 now, but that's okay because Brad says, keep the faith, Izzy. New gaffer next year, new beginnings. That's for Manchester United fans. Brad is holding the faith. Meanwhile, the defence is holding nothing because they're down 3-0. Here's one for you. Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving Boys has been fined 50,000 USD. That's 50,000 USD. How much ETH is that? Is it? You work that one out. By the NBA for making obscene gestures on the court, he pulled the fingers at the crowd and told the crowd to suck my bleep um, in their opening playoff game. You find that funny, do you, Kimpy? Well, $50,000. Adam Silver in the NRL. NBA doesn't, mate. No, no, I'm thinking of Daggy nicknames. Okay. That's what I'm laughing. You keep doing doing that. (laughs) Oh, if we were after dagging nicknames, we 100% should have asked Corey Jane. Talking about his team, the Hurricanes have been going this year in Super Rugby. I think if you you tuck your arm to a shoulder charge, essentially, you're going to get in trouble no matter what. And there was a couple of those in the weekend. And Suffs, with his, you just got to get your body height right. But you you can train it all all you want. Um, It's still a... Mm. That's still going to happen because it's a... You've got a man... Trying to move another man against his will. It's going to happen. We just got to try and be better as as players and as coaches to to keep working at it and try and eliminate it as much as possible. But to get it all the way out the game, uh, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. To be honest. The uh, talking about Safa Almoa as the Hurricanes have started to find a little bit of rhythm, losing a player to a red card, three weeks suspension, and. Those those tackles, the techniques. I I think he's bang on, boys. You're always going to get it. So you can try and water it down as much as possible, is he? But mm. Corey, I think, saw this one very clearly. You're always going to get this, and that is the nature of the sport. Yeah, it's a contact game. And look, we're trying to make player safety is paramount. Player safety is paramount, and we need to get it done. And uh, look, he's right. that We're not going to change it. We're not going to get to a situation where it's going to be out of the game. It's going to be gone. Look, we're just going to try and fix, and, and the players got to be accountable with their actions. Technique is paramount. So the, it just comes down to the drop. When you're dropping, your body height's got to drop. So you're dropping at the knees, you're dropping at the hips. You're trying to you know, leave a, 
off off your off your legs, and then you just got to lift that arm. And then those boys, they didn't lift their arm. When you don't lift your arm, it's just the shoulder to the head. So, um, yeah, tough tough situation. And we've had the text come in off the back of that. They're loving it. Uh, Mickey interview. Mickey interview with CJ Israel. Can't wait for the family chat to finally support <laughs> Hurricanes <laughs> with Brad. Oh no, bro! You guys, you, how many of your family supports the Canes versus the Crusaders? Just one. Just one. Well, maybe two. They all jump on the bandwagon like everyone around New Zealand. And anyone facing the the Crusaders, they get on the opposite. But that's my brother-in-law, and he's a die-hard, staunch Hurricanes fan. And um, yeah, he loves he loves them dearly. But uh, he's going to be heartbroken come Sunday morning. I tell you that. <laughs> Get him, Kimby. What about this text from Jamie, mate? How do, you, how do you make sense of that? It was in the news with Aroha that the um, Australian Zoo is not going to be taking our beloved uh, Burma the elephant, and and he reckons Ebdo and uh, the NRL have got on the blow and said, "What? Don't don't do it. You can't bring him to Aussie." He said, "I wonder if the NRL has been involved in that last minute decision. The bunkers come in and said the elephant can't go to Australia. Does it?" That's quite an, upsetting, isn't it? There's definitely an elephant in the room when the, when the worries are uh, concerned, and I don't think it's going away. It's an interesting spot to be talking Burma about the an elephant? elephant. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So Burma's in the room. Burma's in the room. Where's Graham Annesley? That's right, riding Burma. You know what? You know what's really been really interesting for me this morning is listening to is- Israel talk about <laughs> rugby union in Australia and the and the struggles of rugby union in Australia because it's uh, such a parallel to rugby league in New Zealand. You know, can't get in, in into schools. It's private schools mm. with rugby union. You know, the the game's dying. They're trying to trying to grow the game. And I'm sitting here going, man, it's really refreshing listening to the other side of the conversation when rugby union are talking about strengthening their game. So, um, yeah, not just a league problem, obviously. Yeah, it's 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 been a lot. They've been trying to. Like you look at the Wallabies of the two thousands, you had Larkin, Gregan, you know, they had they had no problems getting sponsors, getting people to the to the games because they had a legendary squad that were winning World Cups and winning competitions. You had the Brumbies, uh, that w- went on their kind of run with Joe Roth and, and mm. you know, um Jeremy Paul and then you had um, you know, Greg uh George Smith, you know, just absolute superstars of the game. Currently yeah, yeah. over there there's there's just there's just no one, you know, and, and it just comes down to the pathways. They're trying to figure it out, and at the moment, rugby is getting left behind. You touched on it, Louis. They're about the, probably the seven or six or seventh most popular sport in Australia, whereas back then they were probably second or third. Boys, we've copped a bit of heat on the text machine today, but I reckon this might be the worst statement that, that'll get them really going. You know who I feel sorry for? Michael Hooper. Because Michael Hooper is one of the great rugby players of his generation. Michael Hooper is has mm. actually played uh, as good of rugby for for as long. He's already played over well over a hundred tests. He's been consistent at the top level for so long, but he hasn't had anyone to go with him. He's had no running mates. Like he probably deserved to be in mm. that era you're talking about, is he? And um, there's a there's a couple of them. Oh, he's a little bit. He's kept playing on. You know that Will Guinea, Quag Cooper, David Pocock era. Even then, there was more of a respectability. Adam Ashley Cooper, but Hooper really is the one flying the flag these days. And I have actually felt sorry for him for a long time. But probably going to have my head eaten by Texas on double eight double three for saying that. <laughs> uh, for sorry for an Australian nineteen away from nine. After this, well, it's that famous guitar riff, isn't it? That you hear on Sunday nights. Hyundai, country calendar. Well, we're going country clueless with 
Daggy, and he wants a nickname. You listen to his stories after this. Made in New Zealand, the Balance Pure Performance Range is available at Chemist Warehouse, starting from just $62.99. Save 10%. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy are country clueless. Despite the best efforts of Hydroflow, your plumbing, rural and irrigation product supplier. Well, well, well. Louis, Louis, I think we should change the heading for that. Change the title because I reckon you got to go get Hyundai and the team from Country Calendar down to Dagville and have a wee look at what sort of clinic we've been running here. Wow. When we say we, when we say we, uh, um, let's be honest, I'll be standing there and, Israel, get this, can you go get that, can you go get this, can you go cut this, and no, you've cut it wrong, it's too short, but hey, we're running a good little <laughs> set up here. Um, what, you I've had Daisy's old band here. Oh. Is that Daisy? No, no, Daisy's dead, Daisy's, <laughs> Daisy's dead, he's very, very handy, he's very, very handy, so what he's done, he's come here, he's been here for the last week and a half, He's we've built a woodshed. So we've built a woodshed and uh, wow. we've got some old iron that's been lying around. We've got some posts. We dug some holes. I dug a hole. And um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, Sounds like we ruining TV. And we uh, you know, screwed them into the side of the, the timber and, and everything's got a nice solid structure. And then yesterday we built a workbench, mate. And my neighbour came over. He says, why are you building a workbench? You, you're what not are you going to do with it? That's what, I, that's what I said. I said, well, yeah, you're not wrong, but hey, it looks good in the, in the shed. So build a, build a workbench and a, a work thing. So, yeah, I've actually learned a lot. I've learned a lot, mate. Got the old skill saw, the drop saw, been mitering some uh, six by twos. Everything's been good. Going good, mate. It's um, been outstanding. So I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I'm what? not clueless. There's nothing clueless about it. I've been on mate. an absolute heater. I've been leading, I've been... Get, I'm not in Hearn Bay or St. Mary's Bay, mate. I'm in a hotel and I'll be grinding. <laughs> well, well, we've had a suggestion here for your nickname you wanted. Um, Mark mm. is Mark is saying that maybe we, because he's Googled Israel and it means Prince of God, obviously you would know that. Mm. Um, so maybe, <laughs> we, maybe we could nickname him Israel, Prince of the Lifestyle Block. <laughs> yeah, that's got a ring to Look, it. Look, I'm not going to claim it. I'm not going to claim it because, boys, you know I'm hopeless, and I'm not. I'm going to be the first to say, and I'm going to be a realist here. I'm not as handy as anything. So yesterday we were doing this workbench, and Dave was like, "Okay, we need to put a shelf underneath," and so we had to get some uh, you know, pieces of timber and we had to cut them to length and blah blah blah. And here's me <laughs> standing there, under. Here's me looking at this thing, and I'm like, "Okay, so we're going to cut these pieces of wood and we're going to put them along the bottom." I'm just like, "So how are they going to?" I just can't, Dave. Dave, how are we? How are they going to stick? How are they going to stick to the bottom of those legs? Like, how are we going to attach them so they don't move and drop? And then he had to figure it out. And I was just like, man, there's actually a lot to come to it. But really, he just had to put two screws into the legs. Wasn't that hard? But I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't know. I'm stuck in two minds here. I can't. On one hand, mm. you're asking to drop the title of country clueless, and on the other hand, then you're telling us that you you, you didn't know, and you're kind of professing that you're still an apprentice. Well, no, no, I'm just thinking outcome. We're all outcome focused here. The we outcome are, we is are. I've it's got true. absolute setup here, mate. I've got a setup, and and that's the 
That's in the enough. But just during the process, <laughs> I'm standing there. I'm standing there and I'm thinking, okay, lucky Dave's here because I don't know how to cut that or I don't know how to attach that to those legs. And yeah, well done. Cheers, David. Do you think, um, well, you wouldn't want him to leave. You wouldn't want the in-laws to be leaving. Oh, no, I do. I do. They're going today and I can't wait to see the back of them. Love them to bits. Love David and Ake, uh, Trudy. Love yous. I love yous lots. But um, yeah, I'm tired, mate. That nine to five. Woof. Wrong, didn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't even know what to say. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm only joking. It's that honestly, they've been here for the last couple of weeks, and they've helped so much with uh, with all the work around the house. Lifestyle blocks, mate. There's always something that needs to be done, and I've got no idea. But 100%. he's uh He's been very helpful, and <laughs> they bought the kids a couple of e-bikes too, so they're spoiling oh, the kids. Could they buy me one? Spoiling. I, I, my motorbike's stolen. They're so expensive. <laughs> if anybody's got a deal on an e-bike, I'm happy to shamelessly sell myself, but the, they are. I'm looking at the moment. Man, I don't know if kids' bikes are cheaper, but they are brutally expensive. I think they're worth they it. Every, everyone very. says that they're worth it, but... um. There you go. Hydroflower, your uh, your rural experts on all things drainage, and and they're supporting the harness industry as they're supporting the, the rural industry. Uh, Ken Brecken, as I don't know if you heard him on Thursday night, we had him on the broadcast from the race at Cambridge, and he again, um, without you there, I think he felt a bit more comfortable to fire a shot at you about your pipe <laughs> that you're laying on that you've got on top of the ground. He he'd been thinking mm. about it. You could tell he'd been stewing on it, and he was almost in disbelief. <laughs> the look on his face. Yeah. Everyone's telling me to pipe it. I went and see Joe Moody after the um, after Crusaders lost when I was talking about his MCL, and I told him about the situation. He says, mate, you got to put that under. you got to put that under. I said, why? I said, why? He said, mate, it's going to freeze over, and then your Crack. cows will have no water. Yeah. And I said, oh, fair enough. Okay. And now I've got to go <laughs> trench fear, these pipes. Fear in the go, go see Hydroflow, mate. Long. Go see okay. Hydroflow and tell them. Thanks, Hydroflow. Go see Hydroflow tell them that they sponsor my segment called Country King, or sorry, Prince of the Hi- Prince of <laughs> Prince of the Lifestyle Block, and Ken told me to come see it. Izzy, love it. Love your honesty as always, mate. Enjoy that workbench. Looking forward to seeing all the work that goes on it. Eight minutes away from nine this morning, the Doy Ian Smith to talk about conspiracy theories and cheating Aussies. Can't wait for this one after this. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.